0: Coming up on episode 35 of season 2021 of Across the Park Podcast in affiliation with Liverpool Live Radio. Thiago! That is a fine finish from Thiago.
1: His first Liverpool goal is timely indeed.
2: It was good. It was good. It was tough. A tough game. This is how Southampton games are. Um, and that's... We knew that before um, and we had to work hard and we did
0: that. Defeats to Leicester, West Ham and Tottenham have opened the door back up for the Reds alongside the 2-0 victory at Anfield on Saturday evening against Southampton. Gary Murray and Teddy McGiven are here giving us their, their thoughts on the fallout of the weekend's football for the Reds. Alongside myself, Ian Mills and Gary Judge, who were looking back at a great win at West Ham for Everton that puts the Blues right back in contention for Europa League football next season. He tries to unhinge it though for Calvert-Lewin, it's a fine ball. Dominic Calvert-Lewin puts Everton in front. They travel well again. Yeah, we knew that it was a vital game, because if you lose this game, I didn't tell before the game, and I, and I think if you lose this game, you are out. <laughs> no doubt, because uh, West Ham go up, uh, so it was vital. and important because we are still in the fight. We of course have games to preview as the Reds travel to Old Trafford on Thursday before travelling to West Bromwich Albion on Sunday. The Blues go to Villa Park on Thursday before hosting Sheffield United at Goodison on Sunday evening. We have the ever popular higher or low where you can play along at home. We also have This Week in History where Liverpool manager took sole charge of his last game in charge in 1998 and an Everton legend signs off in style at the Gladys Street in 2006. All that and much, much more to come on Across the Park podcast, episode 35. But first, a quick word from one of our great sponsors. Today's
3: podcast is brought to you by Camper Kings. When you have the freedom to choose... Where will you go? Hiring a campervan from Camper Kings means you've just bought a ticket to Adventure. Camper Kings offer a stunning range of quirky campervans and luxury motorhomes with modern and stylish features, providing you with a safe staycation escape. Adventure awaits at
1: camperkings.co.uk and you can follow them on Instagram at camperkings UK. For Across the Park listeners only, there's a free bottle of champagne and free insurance when you quote Across the Park.
0: Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, hosted and produced by a group of friends from both sides of the park. We pride ourselves in bringing you the very best conversation from the ongoing matters at both clubs, providing banter and debate. We also release regular specials, with guests connected to both clubs providing insight and interviews never heard before. The back catalogue of these shows is available on our website. Across the Park Podcast. UK. Don't forget to hit subscribe to Across the Park podcast on your favourite listening app and please give us a follow on our social media. Head over to Instagram or Twitter and search at Across the Park PC or Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to episode 35 of Across the Park podcast. Myself, Ian Mills, and Gary Judge, like you heard on the intro, alongside Gary Murray and Terry McGiven. Start with the Reds, Terry results went your way Leicester dropped points Tottenham dropped points West Ham dropped points Liverpool won 2-0 against Southampton you're believing again it's fourth still on?
2: Yeah well obviously it is still on isn't it it's there in terms of mathematically you know it's still it's still available for us um, it's been disappointing the last couple of weeks where, when there's been other weekends where the results have gone for us and we haven't been able to capitalise we three points away you know going to Newcastle against Leeds so you know to for this time, you know, when, when we're really at the business end now, where like you know, not many the games running out and and you know the the, the doors being opened a little crack for us, we've managed to just get our toe in it, you know, and, and and make sure that we we took all three points there. So, you know, it's pleasing compared to what we've seen the last couple of, as I say, the last couple of weeks. But um, but no, yeah, you know, it's it, it's still there, and it this Liverpool team is good enough, despite you know the injuries at the back and stuff, that if if they really want it, I think you know, we could feasibly win all of our remaining games. So, you know, it's it's all about the team now, basically really seizing that, that opportunity. I must say, though, I was getting nervous towards the end. I just felt like another 1-1 was coming. <laughs>
3: I just, honestly, I just, I didn't, I, I couldn't see us getting another goal. I just thought, as, as much as we were the better team and on the day, the same happens, as you said, against against Leeds and against Newcastle. And it was just, that, that Newcastle one, for, it was just... That's the one that's going to sting the most if we don't get this top four, Especially if we miss out by like one or two points, that's the one that's going to sting after after conceding the goal, and then getting away with it, and then conceding again. It's just ludicrous. So to, as Terry said there, to get to to then go uh, be in the same position against Southampton and get the second goal and come away with the three points, it's massive for us. That now going into the final what three, four games is it left now? I think it's four. Starting yeah, with it? United. Yeah. So,
0: right, so you're talking the the importance of the result there. Fine, I agree completely. About performance, I said to you off air. I didn't. I didn't watch the game live. I saw the highlights, and it, it looked on the highlights like it was quite an even game. Is that the case for you? Or
3: um, I, th- I thought we were the better team. Like you know, we we we've certainly looked much better going forward than we have done recently. Um, still a little bit a little bit of questions being asked of us defensively, and you know, thankfully we did we did come away and and answered all the questions, and we we you know we didn't concede this time. But, yeah, Southampton definitely caused us a few problems, a few self-inflicted problems. You know, the Allison one where he, he knocks it to Shea Adams and that. And, you know, there was, there was a couple of others where we, we sort of invited to pressure ourselves. But on, on the whole, I think... The you know, was getting the three points was the right outcome. Love to see in your face when Alison's done that, you know, because you've been like me and you've had this like for
0: three years now. I don't think he's as good as you, when, make whenever that you happens, think he is. I
2: immediately think of you, <laughs> and it yeah, kills me. The thing is, you said he didn't watch our game, To be fair, Alison, I thought yeah, that was yeah, a brilliant game, you, he, you know, he kept us in the, us whole, in that, in the, the that game. man of the match, yeah, because he, you know, he was when he was called upon, he was brilliant, and besides that, sort of a little bit of a you know, a ski worth clearance, as he said, into Shay Adams, which. You know, like we always say to you, it didn't cost us. I know he hasn't sometimes some this season, but that's the thing. If you watch it on just the highlights, you'll see, you know, you, you're you probably picking up on the mistakes, but it's all the other occasions. He made some big saves in that game that that, that kept us in it, you know, and, and he's as, as basically culpable for, for getting all three points out of that game as the goal scorers for me because I did, thought um, it was one of his better games of recent times
0: sorry how did Reese Williams play because I'm looking over at Judgy Georgie and judgy has been quite critical of, of Reese Williams telling you used to that you're not you're not going to get much out of him did he play well or was he a bit of a
2: for me I mean I don't you know haven't watched him I think obviously when when we first seen him coming to the side against Spurs and he had that that, 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 that boss game against Spurs um, you know when and we were like it's hard to criticise like to you know, you can't kid much as we've seen him as come in and, and play against one of the best attacks in the league and, and do a boss job. But the more you see him, the more you know. I, I I do agree with Gary. You know, I think he doesn't look at the level that I think you know he, he needs to be as a Liverpool player. Um, he looks nervous. He and like he he looks like he switches off in games and wasn't. I mean. I know we we've had to rely on him there to come in. I, I've got no idea what's happening with Ben Davis. That's just the, the <laughs> maddest situation ever, isn't it? But um, was he on the bench? Ben no. Davis? Or, no. no, I don't think he was. Was he? I don't think he was. I mean, <laughs> no, he wasn't. No. I just forget he even exists. Yeah, it's just bizarre, you know. But for me, he's not quite good enough. And as I say, I know we've had to rely on him there. But you know, it, 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 To be fair to him, in, in that game, he didn't
3: do much wrong. But. He didn't really shine either. He, did, he, when he was called upon, he sort of dealt with what he needs to deal with without really doing anything magnificent. Do you know what I mean? He was just,
2: he was there, done his job, and, and come away. And, I think and it, was, it was more of a case of Southampton not really being super sharp though. Up front. I think some of the mistakes in the in the positioning that he that he,
1: he put himself in. I was thinking against the, the top side, you would just get absolutely punished for that. And they did. I think, like. I th- I think he, he, you know the fact that Alisson was man of the match as well. You don't you shouldn't be facing that many shots against the a team without Danny Ings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a
2: you no know, fair point. So it wasn't his best game for me, but you know, as Gary said, he he got through it and obviously we've kept a clean sheet so we can't complain too much. But I certainly wouldn't want him playing against Cavani. No, no, absolutely not. Well, you know what Phillips, I thought he he gave a good account of himself again, doesn't he? Just continue yeah, to just to sort of do to what him. he needs to do.
3: If he if this was how he's gonna perform
2: every time he's called upon, I don't see why he wouldn't just keep him. Yeah. He seems to be able to come in, you know, when he's being injured and stuff as well and just hit the ground running and not not sort of doesn't seem like he it takes he, three or four games yeah, to get exactly. into it. Yeah. Exactly, which is an important trait if you're gonna be a third or fourth choice defender, isn't Definitely, it? Definitely. Yeah. Um so no, I thought it was a it was a it was a better game from him. But um no, in terms of performance, it, it you know, it, it, very similar for me. What I've
3: said off here before, very similar to the rest of the the games that that have been recently. You know, we were, we were obviously the better team. We were controlling the game. We were having loads of the ball, without having, to, without being able to finish the, the game off. But then again, th- this time we managed to finish it off. You know, going forwards, Marnie certainly looked a lot better. He wasn't. He, he hasn't been anywhere near the form that he's that we're used to from Marnie. So you know, in this game particularly, he looked a lot more looked looked a lot more hungry, and he made better decisions when he had the ball. He wasn't just trying to kick it and run all the time. He was trying to play passes. He was trying to take his man on, um, and he was getting in good positions. You know, you seen his goal. You know, that that was from good movement in pulling off the back of his defender, and you know it, it was a good goal, a good header. Did he
0: get better after the goal? Like a confidence thing? Do you think, or did he did he start well? He started mm. well.
3: You know he he, he started and, and ended the game well. Um, I think Salad as well. You know we he's been he's been the one this season who hasn't really dropped off. Every game he sort of he, he puts a shift in he always looks hungry. He might he might give it away a couple of times, but that's only ever from trying to create, trying to take a man on. Which oh you forgive that because he he is still getting the goals, he's still getting in position. So yeah, as I said, he starts off there. The the going forwards we were we were much better and. You know, I think Thiago in the middle—he's starting to look more. Don't get me wrong; he's certainly not the finished article right now, but he's starting to look more of the player we thought we were getting at when we signed him.
2: But it's every every time you say he starts to look more of that player is when he's playing in a proper midfield. You know, yeah. with Fabinho behind him and with with Wynalda or Henderson alongside him. You know, as as we've said previously in the derby. You know, we've seen him with Henderson and Fabinho uh, against Southampton. We've seen him with Fabinho and Wynaldum, It feels like when he's in that sort of setup. He's a lot more able to do what he does as opposed to basically trying to be the main man in the midfield, where you know he's not quite up to speed with with the system and stuff like that. So I think you know I think that's what we've always said, isn't it? It's going to be next season that'll be that'll tell us the you know the, the tale with Thiago because I think he was signed to play with Fabinho and Henderson or Wynaldum. and and it's only when you see him in that setup that you think well I can maybe actually see why they signed him. You know like why. What he were looking to achieve, and thought it was one of his better games. Obviously, pleasing to see him get his goal. He doesn't get a lot of goals, so you know it was nice to see him kill that game off and just settle in his right at the end. And you know, much much better performance from him, Tefo. But, but as I say, you know, vital vital three points, and and now we've, we have just. Got, you just gotta hope that these Liverpool players build on times. it. I know, but how many
3: d- times it's horrible? Is this what you just felt like for years? Because <laughs> this it's just horrendous. the hope that kills
0: you, honestly. And, and me and Judge, you'll get into that with our game. More from Terry and Gary when he previewed the, um, the Man United game and the West Bromwich Albion game. But Judge, let's let's move on to us. I think when you both said yesterday in our in our WhatsApp group that we were not really looking forward to it, there was no sort of excitement for the game. We thought the season was gone. We'll hook back in, aren't we? One eleven.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly what it says. When the first goal went in, they've done us again, haven't they? Uh, um, and and you know what? It, it, you, you look at, or you listen to Angelotti's comments before and after the game, he's talked a lot about the spirit of the team, hasn't he, and how important that is. And and he's and he, he hasn't really, when we have, we've not played well, been too critical about the, the players and the team technically and tactically. He's just talked about the lack of, you know, urgency or, or aggression mm. or spirit. But he, what he, what he, you know, what he reiterated in his post match yesterday, and and he has done a few times, is when this team has, has been beaten, they have bounced back. They've shown that they yeah. can bounce back, and and they have shown again that, that you know, when we're when we just when we think that the season's over, that the the surprises really. Um, I say surprises. I don't think the the manner of the victory surprised us, if we're going to be honest, mm. and and the way that we got we went about the game against probably I wouldn't say surrendering possession, just not really showing any. Um, any real ambition to get on the ball and try and control the the tempo, or the pace of the game, or you know possession, and you know Ancelotti was very defensive of that, wasn't he? Saying after football game, isn't yeah. about possession; it's it's about you know it's about winning and whatever. Well, Moy what said,
0: what you said didn't he, after the game, he said that was the worst position to be in, letting Everton score first because it was yeah. always going to be it's perfect for them. now.
1: same with them as well. I don't think we was we the ones to be in that position of, of letting them score first because they've done exactly the same. Mm. But um, yeah, it, you know, as I say, going back to going back to your first point, it's. We're back in the mix again. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would prefer to have just got beaten and, and moved on and said, okay, well that's that's the season gone now. But you know, obviously not. You know, you want to be you want to be in the mix as long as possible. Um,
0: Depends where, don't it? Because it's that Europa Conference. Yeah, Seven seventh
1: uh, place. It's either sixth or eighth for me.
0: Just yeah, that's avoid it. seventh. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you really want to play in it? No, Europa? no, you
1: don't. But it, it, even sixth. Well, the sixth sixth place could be the Europa, depending on the other teams you know how the other competitions go the I mean, FA Chelsea... Cup helps
0: that because both Cup. teams should be in the Champions League well they will you yeah, know Ch- pretty much there, yeah.
1: Chelsea Chelsea was <laughs> after fall apart now wouldn't he to not finish yeah. fourth uh, it's in their hands and, and it, you know the the way that they've been playing doesn't suggest that they will mm. um, so I think it is going to be fifth and sixth that, yeah. that is Europa so it's seventh you don't want to finish <laughs> isn't it and no. that's exactly where we'll finish probably <laughs>
0: um, look at the performances and the setup. I, I was intrigued at the lineup came out, and I didn't know what, what formation it would be. It started sort of Godfrey right back, and then Coleman mm. right mid. And then you look at our goal; it came from a central position. So Godfrey had came inside. It was switching all the way. It's a fluid,
1: it? to fluid, fluid shape, isn't it? And and that's that's what we have found with Ancelotti, and that's why teams have found it so difficult to play against us mm. uh, when we're away from home, as we do play a very fluid system, and and you're not really sure where the threat's going to come from. I think that's something to Ancelotti's credit that he's managed to to change. I, I think everyone thought. At the start of the season, if you if you keep the left hand side and qu- left hand side quiet, then Everton full stop will won't be successful. Sure. He has managed to change the dynamic a little bit. And, you know the goals come from the right hand side. Mm. A lot more of our play is a bit more balanced. Although you know there's no doubt about it, we haven't got the same level of quality on the right hand side as we do the left. But that definitely makes it a lot more difficult for the opposi- opposition to kind of set up against us. Sure. Is is that? That fluid type of formation, and and credit to, to Seamus <coughs> Coleman, like, like like we said, um, you know, it, or like I think all Evertonians will accept, he's not the player he was five years ago, but he's still putting in one hell of a shift, and, yeah. and he's still giving us something, isn't he? Thought, you know he, was, he thought he was really good yesterday. Really he good. was, yeah, and you know he, he was as you'd expect. He was he was fairly solid defensively, but he was such a such a will runner, wasn't he? Yeah. Whenever we needed him, and, and that that makes a big difference. That regardless of how good good you are or how good your end product is if you're always that person who can get you know get from box to box you know and, and cause the, the opposition problems even if just by making that run you know mm. you, you're going to be you, you're going to be an asset to your team um, I think that's what that that's what that Doherty done for uh, for Wolves last season the reason why Tottenham or Jose Mourinho bought him is he was that player he was just mm. up and down I think if you are that player whatever level you're playing at you, you know you'll, you'll be doing your your club of service
0: one thing I've been critical of all year is us creating chances from central positions and it took a centre half to do it yesterday I'm thinking now have I been overly critical of Dominic calvert lewin because yes he has missed one and ones from central areas but he feeds on scraps the, centrally doesn't he and with, he got one yesterday and put it the thing it with
1: scoring goals from central areas is it normally well it always relies on combination play you know whether whether it comes with, with a one-two, you know, or or whether it comes with movements which it did yesterday, and and it relies on 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 a players and and you know being really sure about themselves and taking the opportunities to to play forwards when they can. There's been loads of times this season when I watch and and you see runs from Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin, and the player on the ball doesn't take the opportunity to make the pass. I mean, for me, Holgate's the worst for that. Where where he did is on the ball, and then he, he'll look up and then he'll. Check and then he'll play sideways again. Mina, to his credit, is one who who takes that opportunity a lot to step in, step inside the pitch and look for that ball. But
0: Michael Keane likes the diagonal, doesn't he? He he does.
1: He he won't really play straight, you know, as often. But you know, it was clear. It was obviously something they'd worked on the training grounds. Ancelotti said that. uh, Cavallu said that. You know, we what we talked about when you know um, when McCharlison comes in short, I'll go long, and, and and that's the trigger. And, you know, it, they, they played that to perfection. I know what Moyes was saying, it was a terrible goal for us to concede, but it was a good play. And, and like, you said, like I said before, it, it does, to score goals consistently from central areas, you need players to get a relationship and develop a relationship with each other. No matter what the Evertonians think about that relationship between Richarlison and Carlton, and I, or one doesn't pass to the other, or vice versa, they've clearly got an understanding in terms of the movements. Mm. And, and you'd have to have that. The timing was perfect. I think that was what the comment they said in commentary, and... He said to Ancelotti after the game, it was all about the timing of the pass, the timing of the run, you know, and even the timing of the finish. Everything about yeah. it was a good goal.
0: And, uh, and Lewin praised Richarlison after it for his movement. He said without Richie doing that run, it wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and, and look, I said yesterday he, he he didn't look happy coming off there, and I don't blame him to be honest. Because I thought I thought he looked, I thought he looked um, hungry yesterday, and and I thought he, I didn't think he looked tired when he went off. He looked gutted. He was fuming because <laughs> I, I don't think he could have done any more. You know, you know, I think sometimes you come off as a player like, you know, you, you might be frustrated, but then as a fan or as a manager, you think, yeah, but you were knackered there. I don't think he's dead. I think he still looked really sharp, but, you know, it was almost a perfect substitution because Josh King yeah. almost got off the mark and he probably deserved to. He's done everything right there. Yeah, um, He just looks to me with Charleston like, and I could
0: be completely wrong here, if Everton win and he doesn't score, you is, going be He,
1: going is, he p- is. And and, and I he is in commentary yesterday, and, and I was happy birthday with Charleston. He's twenty four today. It's not it's not in that, is it? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he he still cuts a figure, like he's a proper kid, isn't he? Mm. Like he has a little straps and all that and a lot of Evertonians have a real problem with it and I and and I, and I get more frustrated about it when we lose. But when, when he plays the way he did yesterday, I think, you know what? So what? He, like the, the players seem to get him. They seem to understand mm. him and like you didn't you didn't see like Carl Lewin making an issue about it, not not the didn't making an issue about it. The, the commentators don't even make an issue about it now. It's just mm. the way he is, isn't it? Yeah, just exactly. his personality. Yeah. I just think that's that's. But like I know it it is worse for fans when we lose and he acts like that because it's like you know you're sulking yet you haven't done enough to to make an impact on the game. But I think yesterday, in terms of everything you wanted from him yesterday, I don't think he have done much more. No, I think if enough. it weren't for I suppose the goal and and the outstanding contributions of a couple of other players he would have been up there for man of the match no, Fair enough look we'll, we'll
0: move it on to, to social media I know both clubs have got some questions but before we do I just want to bring in Alan I know you're a huge fan of Alan you've said even at times when he hasn't really played well you've pointed to his effects on the team and what, what he does he was absolutely brilliant yesterday and I was surprised by his, how good he was on the ball sort of driving everything forward and there was a chip ball in the first half which was brilliant easily man of the match for me
1: he's a very good player he's a, he's a very good player and like Everyone gets you know we're, we're only fans. Everyone has their favorites, don't they? And, yeah. and I, I always said he, he was my favorite because he, he plays the way that I was always would have wanted to play. You know, and, and he getting and he, booked every week. what getting booked every week. <laughs> yeah something <laughs> like that. Yeah, um, but no, he, he for me, I don't, I don't know what what more you can want from a from that type of midfielder. You know, he he, he plays with his with his heart on his sleeve. He, he covers every blade of grass. He's intelligent He makes good fouls He doesn't just foul for. Mm. You know, They're not just petulant files. where you think, oh, he's getting booked again. He makes files in, in really important areas, and very rarely gives free kicks away in areas where you think, that was silly, that. But mm, um, clever, you mean? He's clever. He's, he's very clever. I, off think, the I think me, guilty of, and maybe some of the Evertonians are,
0: we missed Guy massively, mm-hmm. and then you want another Guy, and he's not. like guy. He's got similar attributes, but then you think, oh, well, Garner would have closed that guy down without
1: looking at Alan's strengths, but for me, that's he's no not way. as he's not as athletic. There's no doubt about that. He, he, he's not as quick as Guy, and, and and maybe he hasn't got the the engine to, to go all. Day. A guy could just run yeah. and run and run, couldn't he? But let, let's look at the incident that Guy was involved in a couple of weeks ago, where he got sent off needlessly in the in the semi final of the Champions League. Yeah. He, that, that wouldn't happen to Alan. You just not it, You know, you look at his career in general. He's hardly ever been sent off, mm. even though you know he's been booked countless times. But no, I think that yesterday w- was what he's all about. Mm. Um, you know, he, he, like you say, he made some clever forwards passes. He, he was, he was decent in possession. I don't think he'll ever be, you know, the the best creative midfielder in the world. But he was, he was good in possession, and and yeah, I think he, he gave us what we needed. Okay,
0: Gary, is stands by with the social media. But there's one one more thing, Gary did want to say. Ask you really and. Last week after the Villa game, uh, we mm-hmm. got inundated with criticism of, of the style of football. Everton are boring to watch. I think we've said it on the show, we are boring to watch. Yeah. I've had Red say to me, this week, can't watch you, you a boring. Evertonians still yesterday were happy to win, but our social media did get sort of, the style of football's not there. The style of football, you and Pricey had the question the other week, and you said the style of football is to be hard to beat. Can you, can you break that down for us again? Because even now we're winning games, we're still getting this. What's Everton style of football? They're not aggressive in going to score goals. They don't want to attack at speed. Is that limitations on the coach or the team or or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've come to the defence, I suppose, of Ancelotti and the management team a few times this season in that Ancelotti, I think, has got a way that he wants to play. And I think the first eight, seven, eight games of the season were a blueprint for this is the way that we would like to play. As soon as we come up against teams that, you know, found that out, I think he quickly realised that we can't, we couldn't maintain that. I mean, look at Brighton, for example, and I'm not saying our squad is as weak as Brighton's, but Brighton have players are supposed to type the style of football, and, and the reason I say Brighton is one of the listeners has, has name-checked, Graham Potter. And, um, you look at where they are in the league, that's what this team would have produced this season if we'd have tried to continue in that vein. We'd have scored loads of goals, but we con- we'd have conceded loads of goals, and we'd have definitely lost more than we have won-, won. sorry. So are we set up, you think, to sort of give the other team the ball and break us down and we'll nick one or two, opposed to we'll take the game to you? You've got to remember, we've had a lot of injuries. I think we've been set up in the main... Away from home to just win the game. Mm-hmm. I think he's looked at the opposition and, and measured them and thought that that's the difference. When you play away from home, generally, unless you're by far the best team in the league, you're looking at the opposition, thinking, "What are they going to bring? Are we going to are we going to counter it?" Unless you're the best team in the league, we've looked at most of them away games and thought, "How can we stifle them?" and and what's our best way of just nicking one goal? That's what we've done in the away games. When you're playing at home, and the expectations on you, and and naturally as a mentality as a player you're thinking forget about them we want to go and win yeah. this game that all goes out the window and, and as a team and as a group of players you try and just show the best you can in the home game and we've got a, mis- mis- a mismatch of players and uh, you know we've got players who, who, who are athletically capable of playing one way we've got players who can't match that you've got other players who are creatively good enough to, to play in a certain vein and other players who, are, who, are, who you know can't even control the ball um, so I think when we've got to the home games I think the players' like egos have got in the way a little bit and they've thought, you know what, no, we, we can go and win this game. And and that's where it's been a problem for us. I don't think, and, and this has been mine and, and even Pricey's points a lot of times this season, Ancelotti still hasn't got the players he needs to go and play the style of football he wants. He said three or four times in the last few weeks now, I know next season we need to be more entertaining, yeah, not only for the reason that like the fans deserve that, but also if we're going to go get into the top four, we need to go and beat teams three or four 0 yeah. you know, and, and, and go and take them so we can't we can't just, you know, rely on the away form. We've got to mm-hmm. we've got to beat teams at home as well. Isn't uh, as well? It's a
2: season really, isn't it, for basically just doing what you need to do. There's no fans in the ground. I know it might be terrible to watch on telly and all that, but I th- it's I think it's easier to be a pragmatic manager with no fans in the stadium where it's almost like, Well, I'll play to my strengths and yes, the fans might be a bit annoyed, and, you know, you're not watching like superb football and stuff, but if you look at everyone this season there's not many teams that are because everyone oh. has got the almost the mindset of we just need to get through this season and you know play to our strengths and like we said a couple of weeks ago I think when Judgy and Pricey were on your strengths are in counter and players isn't it you know you're a Charleston calvert Luna can all, all the ball up and stuff and James you can find them over the top and all that so it's like Why wouldn't you? Make use of where you're strong and wait for that window to open where you can add players and try and be a more expansive team when the fans are back in the ground because home soiled it isn't the same as what it was is no, it you no. know what i mean well, there's it's, been more away uh, yeah, more exactly away wins it.
1: than home wins this season so yeah. that like because teams just caught in that
2: stick or twist do we play like we normally do our home? Where you've got the fans with it but you haven't got them now so it's almost like it, it, it it's
1: harder so you play to your strengths I ju- I just ask for a bit of pragmatism and i know that's the, the thing that that, that uh, angelotti's probably most famous for even in the time we've, we've had him is he's a pragmatist and and, and if, you, if, if you're an Everton fan, I'm just pleading with you to say, look around at the league, no one apart from Man City and maybe let maybe Leicester and Man United have, have performed anywhere near the, the, where they'd have expected to perform this season. Mm. So we're not the only team that's underperformed, but we haven't underperformed away from home. That's our, it's our best season away from home, so... You know, and I'm not saying we're going to reproduce that next season because, like Teddy said, and, and and you know, I'd be count I'd be contradicting myself. There's no fans for the home team, so it's it's such a like a, it's such a weird season. But I think I think you've just got to you got to take the positives and go, you know, be thankful for them, but also take the negatives with a bit of a pinch of salt. Crazy stat before Everton: 11 away wins this season,
0: a better than the 1998-99 treble-winning team of Man United they didn't even do 11 wins it's Madness, so. and, and that's it
1: and, and you look at that stat and think that's not that's not something you can go wow let's put it on our fucking should be top on the wall yeah, <laughs> like that. I, yeah But it, yeah, it's just bizarre isn't it Not, not and no other words for it other than bizarre go get Gary sorry
3: no it's alright it was just uh, we were going to the social media and you, you were mentioning before about how, how good Alan is and how, how important he is to you we got a message from Richard Morris through the website he was talking about it looks like who we think should partner Alan said so I wanted to stress how much we are more solid with Davis over Gomez. How Gomez started over the last two games over Davis is mind-boggling. Is Davis brilliant? No, but Gomez is worse. <laughs> Pretty damning, that. Davis, within 30 minutes yesterday, had launched into two competitive tackles and was unlucky to concede a free kick for one. However, was he was making his mark and showing West Ham were in, in a fight. If he did that in front of a full Goodison Park, the crowd would be up and the atmosphere lifts. That's the to play ahead of Gomez for me.
1: Yeah, uh, t- two things for me. One, horses for courses, uh, and two, we haven't seen that from Davis every week either. Uh, look, when Davis is is energetic and he's getting about the pitch, th- that's that's when, you know, that's when for me he can give us something. But too many games, you know, he, he's come into the game, he's come into it thinking that he's something he's not, and trying to play in the vein of being this cultured, you know, your player who'll get on the ball from deep and. And, and and try and play his way through midfield and then when we lose the ball he's trying to be clever in the way that he defends. If he just plays to to his to plays plays within him, play plays to his capabilities a bit more, but just keeps it simple, like he did yesterday, then he can offer this squad something, but I am sick of like the whole roundabout with Davis. It's like he plays okay and everyone's buzzing with that with how well he does. And then he, and then he's awful and it's like, oh that's just Davis. In terms of the 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 you know the the comparison with with Gomez, I'm not a fan of Gomez, so that's that's not that's not for me any great you know praise that that he that he should be that he's better than than Gomez because I don't think Gomez is is even good enough for this league now, let alone us. Um, so you know, credit to Zavis. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be critical of a player who has a decent game yesterday, but that's all it was. It was a decent game, another decent game. I, he hasn't been mad of the match for me in any in any game this season, let alone this season, probably the last two or three years. So nothing changes for me. Glad he's done well yesterday. If he can keep playing in that vein, you know, he's coming on, working hard, throwing himself into tackles. When he gets the ball, playing it simple. He's got a place in the squad and probably got a place in most squads in the Premier League, but he doesn't do that often enough.
0: Mm. I mean, I agree with the initial points. I don't know how Gomez has played over him recently yeah, agree, because yeah. Gomez has just been... You don't get nothing and it's a good point that the tackles and, and things and you you'd imagine that if that wasn't in, in a derby or a big game at goodison or and then that can that can turn the game stuff like that so there's value in that but i'm also a judge we don't see that all the time it's not like he's always doing that and he's unexplainedly being dropped for gomez there's been times where we've said in this podcast play gomez over davis because mm. davis has been terrible but if you put them side by side you said one of them's got to leave the squad for next season I'd rather Gomez leave. That's how bad he's been this season.
1: And also, he's, he's more sellable, isn't he? You know, the European... Yeah. The league's back like Spain. Portugal and Spain yeah. and all that. He's perfect for them. And I don't think he's a bad player. But the, he's like a, a lot of players in Europe, but he's more suited to, to a slower, more passive style of play. So, had, Well,
3: there's another one from Mick Byrne. He starts off by saying, boring to watch, but a big win, which is basically what you were getting at a bit earlier on. Um, he said... Something for the podcast Interesting we had 11 of 5 bra- brand signings And 4 by Walsh Yet 8 8 is it bought by Brands on the bench Some of these names include Delph, Gomez, Bernard, Iwobi and King Yet Brands is great, is great apparently When will people wake up and realise It's his buyers that are now the problem
0: So 5 of the start and 11 were, were Brands He well, just said great win As well, no offence What's the listener's name sorry
3: Mick Byrne, he said boring to watch but a big win
0: yeah, I, I'd understand the message with all due respect. It, if this was coming on the back of a loss, um, your opinion's valid. Marcel Brands has got quite a lot of criticism, and, and you've named some players there that that do need to be shown as all these brands of signs. I mean, Owobi, Delph, to- it was Tosin. I don't think Tosin no. Was the Tosin Brands? Was he? He was Walsh. There are players there that that, that he hasn't got right, but he's, he had such a big job to do. That I remember, Mar- um, Marco Silva saying. There's not enough room on a training ground for some of these players to train. There's, there's, there's that many of them. There's like thirty odd professionals yeah. that he couldn't train them all. I think he put five aside, didn't he? Blasi, Bessage, Vlasic, Tosin. He put them all aside, when he first came. So there's not enough room. So.
1: Other, do the other thing is as well, the listeners chose to pick the players on the bench there that that obviously are the less desirable. You know, also on the bench there was Akore and Kunku, um, also who, albeit a loan sign, has been a very useful loan signing. Holgate obviously wasn't didn't belong to him. Josh King, uh, again, no money spent on him. It was a loan. It was like we, we needed someone, in, didn't we? Look at the look at the team yesterday. There's always two sides to the coin, isn't there? And, and it's either your glass is half full or it's half empty. In the listeners' case, it's half empty. You know, on Brands's from Brands' perspective, but the best players yesterday for me on the pitch were probably going down from from keeper Coleman. Obviously, at Stalwart doesn't belong to Walsh or to or to Brands Godfrey. Brands. Mina. Brands. Dean. Brands. Alan, Brands. And then you've got Cal- Calvert Lewin, who again belongs with Coleman. It wasn't near Walsh. So none of the players who stood out yesterday were, were, were Walsh.
0: He was a Walsh, Calvert Loon. Think about it. He? he was Walsh, yeah. under twenty three, he? But he was a Fair like, enough, signs, yeah. credit to
1: him there. But look at it <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not bothered, but I certainly if you're going to ask me, and if that's the suggestion to listen out, would want brands here or Walsh? There's not even a competition here. Like, uh, uh, yeah, everyone's going to get signings wrong, and you look at Liverpool's squad now, and 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 I think there's there's players in there where you go, oh, that wasn't a great sign. And in the main, it's been good. And I think that if you look at the signings that the brands has made, and the percentage of those that you know are being deemed as good signings, whether it means that are good investments, I will be able to sell them on for more money. Or they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be at the club for a number of years. I think it's got to be in the seventy percent region. Do you know what I mean? So, like I said, plus, I, plus
0: if, if Brands left when Walsh left, sorry, and Brands came in, there was lots to do. If Brands left this summer, would there still be lots to do? I don't think as much. I think he's done quite a job in saying and things. out. when Walsh was in that two thousand and seventeen summer, it was just. <laughs> it was that it was that fella who won the lottery in the nineties and he just blew his back away on a Tesco with a big that big fat fella.
2: That uh, Michael Carroll. Michael, that that was what
0: Walsh was like with the checkbook and everything. Yeah. and he was just signing everyone. Burnley and like Sunderland's at the old name and prices for players
2: and, yeah. and getting it. The only thing I'd say, I think and I think I said this when I was on a fortnight ago whatever, with brands is how many of them signings that judges just said they're the better ones, like Decore and stuff like that, Alan. How many of them were actually Ancelotti signings, not brand signs? He might have been he might have been the sporting director who put the pen to paper with them and shook their hands or whatever, but they feel like very much like Ancelotti. Rodri- Godfrey.
1: Rodriguez and Alan were definitely Ancelotti. Well, exactly. Ready. To would have been a brand signing. Ancelotti wasn't in the job long enough, I don't think Possibly to, really to Corey, Godfrey would have been a brand signing. You know, again, mm. it was the season before, really, that Godfrey played in the Premier in League. And Kunku as well. And Kunku is definitely a youth signing. Um,
2: yeah. Alan, James.
1: Mean, Alan, Alan James. Ancelotti There's players. some Ancelotti yeah, players there. there, as well? I'm <clears> sure <throat> the way where you want it to be, though. You yeah, want your yeah. manager to be able to bring in players who can make an impact now, but you'd expect your... Director of football slash recruitment, whatever he is, to be bringing players in. Planting seeds for the future of the Yeah, stuff, exactly. Yeah. Which, which Godfrey, no Godfrey, one expected Godfrey, Godfrey, Godfrey
2: yeah, to that be. Looks, that looks at a, you know, an astute sign, and you can put that down to him, then you know, maybe you are starting to see a little, of, a little bit of coming to fruition. And Luca
1: Dean, there's no way that the previous manager when and identified a player who was not, well, I'm not saying he was in the reserves, but he wasn't playing games, but it was kind of a player where, oh, we can do good value. there. are meaner. There's no way that someone's got meaner. Or like, you know, Marco Silva said, they want Yeri Mina, who's on the bench for Barcelona. And <laughs> I'll be honest, for the f- for the first year that we had Mina, I was thinking, what have we signed Yeah, But that's that's what you want, isn't it, from a player who, you know, or from a director of football who picks a player out where really you think, hmm. But in a few years, he kind of matures into a good investment. No. So, he's yeah, going to be class next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. just got to wait. That's,
2: that's somewhere
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that
3: concludes the Everton side. We've, we've got one picked out for the Liverpool side, it was from Chris Nello through the website, he said the front three of Jota, Mane and Salah does not work, it's actually threw Mane off, completely off his game, look at what Bobby done when he came on yesterday for the second this team needs him or if he does move on, someone of a similar style unselfish, not relied on or wanting to get goals and allowing the whole system to work as it has for the last three years, I do like Jota and at are times he should play of course, but for me you can't play that three on Saturday
2: regularly yeah, I will be honest, I think it's a bit premature, you know, to basically say that it doesn't work as a front three or whatever. And the reason that Marne's had a bad season is that Giotta got signed. And for me it depends. If you're gonna if you're looking at it and thinking we're just gonna play the same way that we are for the last three years, then it's absolutely vital that you find a player who can do what Firmino was doing the first two seasons in that system. You know, not not the Firmino what he's been doing this year or even at the end of last year in the system where he was ineffective. Um, I personally do want to see us evolve a little bit. You know, I think I think it has been worked out, and I think in Jota, you, you've it gives you options because it allows you to to rotate. Instead of just playing the front three and playing like dropping a jota in in place of Firmino would allows you to play a Salah as a number nine or a Mane as a number nine and Jota can play off the flanks. I
3: think a big thing for me is when you look at how teams played against us in them first two years when Firmino was at you know was at his, in his element and was just absolutely running the show in in, in terms of going forward for us. People, people were let, weren't weren't letting them just drop off, and they were following them, and they were yep. creating gaps and all that. The way teams have sort of worked us out now is they, they just sit there on the edge of the area with two banks of four or a bank of five and a bank of four, and there's not really that much room. So Firmino's not as effective as he as he has been for the last two years. I get the point of you know he's he's a bit more unselfish than what maybe other number nines are, and and the things he does in in terms of that for the team is you know it's it, it's great for us when it when it comes off, but as we've seen for this season teams are, teams have got wise to that now and and they're just letting him drift out and, and let him go and pick the ball up on the edge of the the, the centre circle and they're not following him out so we're not getting them gaps and I think t- to get someone else of if his ilk if he does leave you need someone who's going to be like that but who's also can shoot from outside the box yeah, and stuff who's, yeah. who's going to get your goals and you know, I, I get the unselfish side, and it has been. It's been. It's worked wonders for us for two years. But right now, it's not what we need. Right now, we need a Jota who's gonna. If, if, when he picks it up, he's gonna drive at the back four and at the back five and try and create. And he's done that a few times on the week uh, yesterday. You no, know, there was a few few occasions he probably should have scored. You know, it it, it was unlike him that he that he had a One couple of chances games. there and, and and he didn't score. It, the, since he signed, the, they're the chances that he's been putting away, and it's been crucial for us. And you know, I, I think. As you said, I think it's a bit premature to be to be calling for that now. Uh, you know, I, th- I think Jota signing has been it's been immense for us this year because the way, as I said before, the way teams have dropped off us, he's been vital in in, the, in us picking points up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for me, it, it could be a case of you know it's Mane that's got to get taken off the sides, and for plays and Jota plays off the left, or something. It gives you other options. And I think you know, whilst I still think we need something else up there, and probably do need a sort of a good number ten option, you know, a, a, as well. For me, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't think you can look at it and think like, you know, we shouldn't have signed Jota, we should have just stuck with Mane, Firmino and Salah and, and all will be I well. don't
3: think he's saying we shouldn't have signed him, is he? Because he said he does like him and he definitely should play in some games, but he's talking more the the general... Gen, generality? I can't even say that. In general terms, <laughs> In general, suppose, yeah. He's <laughs> go, going forward. He doesn't want to see that three of Mane, Salah and Jota. He'd rather see Firmino in there instead of Jota. Yeah, well...
2: Maybe, but personally, I think you know. In 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 some games, I'd like to see all four of them and play Firmino behind them, you know, and and and, and then see what see what happens because you know we we need different patterns, and having four strikers gives you more patterns than having three. That we've are we've cried playing the out same all position.
3: season, we've to to change it up, do something yeah, different yeah. because what we've been doing hasn't been working. And you know, to be fair, two games previous to this, we've dropped points, and that that three that we've gone with, all right. I don't know if Firmino came on, as you said, he has an input in the in the second goal, but that front three we we've won with that starting.
2: Yeah, so, so it, 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 it it has worked. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, and uh, the, uh, I suppose here that the the last point uh, did he mention that he thinks Marnie the reason for his poor form has been Jota coming in? Was that was Yes, yeah, basically, question?
3: basically Bobby going out the team and Jota coming in. He said his form's been off, but I, I for uh, me, I think it's been off when, while Firmino's played as well. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's, it's been it's been a lengthy spell that Marnie hasn't been to what we expect for it to be blamed on Jota. It's Jota it's was injured all, for It's a while.
2: almost since Christmas and Jota was out. You know what, yeah. during that period and, and you know, he scored against Palace and then basically just he couldn't couldn't buy a goal, money and then yeah. it's just been a confidence issue. So I don't think it's the sign and the jota that put him off his game. I think it's just been I think he's probably just being flogged to death. He's 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 absolutely shattered and you know, can't wait for the end of the season. And that can probably
3: things. be said for a lot of our players because yeah, you mean, know not the same.
2: quite a lot of them have been below par this
3: year for us. Hence, why we're fighting to get into the top four and not fighting with City for the league. Mm. You know, it's it's not just Mane, but it's just because of as Phil was saying last week, what we expect from him s- is so, so high, high. Yep. that when he drops off, you notice it far much more than than most other players. Yeah, absolutely. Right, thanks for that message. We've got one more that that is for both both sets of supporters. Um. Could, could be a bit argumentative, but we'll go with it. Uh, he said, both sides, at the best 11, best teams, you're forced to swap one player with each other, and you've all got to agree who would just pick.
0: Judgy, you are going to kill me for saying this. There's going to be Evertonians who are going to slate me for this. I'm just going to say it. He's been here a while now, but I'm just going to say it. We'll take Salah. You can have Balassie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's you're going to get any agreement from the Reds side for that, so that's absolutely out.
0: So what's the rules? thing? We've got to agree yeah, I on think swapping it's someone from the eleven. If, you, if you're talking 11.
3: strongest 11, we'd put ours out, you'd put yours out, and then all four of us have got to agree on tell what tell two you players you'll you swap. you do
1: your strongest 11. We'll read our strongest 11. And then oh, you just kind of discuss it and agree on it. And then we'll kind of pick through the bones of that. I think ours
3: is pretty self-explanatory, isn't it?
2: What's Allison, what is it? Just Alison in goal. Firmino. Trent on the right. Robertson left back. Gomez van Dijk fully fit. Yeah. Um, Henderson, Fabinho. Fabinho. Wijnaldum I'd have to say Wijnaldum just because Thiago hasn't been around I'm going to go Thiago because
3: Wijnaldum getting off
2: well <laughs> alright that's the thing it's like you know do you, do you say well, there's one
1: player we're not going to swap <laughs> right today yeah.
2: and then the front three here has to be Salah Firmino and Marnie. really doesn't it because Jota just hasn't yeah. been around long enough so uh, there's our front our, our first eleven Great. should do we you go, give four, you should you?
1: go 4 go three, three, just to okay yeah. so um, Pickford Dean left back Coleman right back we we even though they haven't played often often enough together, me and Millsy probably agreed just on form this year. It'll probably be Godfrey and Mina confirming the bugged fit. Um, or assuming the bugged fit. In midfield, Alan, Dacore, um The Icelandic mist gets in, doesn't he? Yeah, it has to be Sigurdsson, um, And then Hammers, calvert Loon and Micharlasen. Right, so use two first reds. Who would you take from that eleven?
0: Because I'd probably take five from okay, yours Okay,
2: so so there's a couple of players who had T, but there's not necessarily them same players who had swap. So I'd take out of your side, Godfrey, because I think it would yeah. be a very useful addition to our back line. I'd um, take Yeah. I'd take Hames because I think he's, you know, as a number I 10. Well, I've just said we need a number 10. I, I don't think he'd be a mainstay in the side, because you can't stay fit enough and stuff, but I Isn't think he'd yeah, be he useful. <laughs> he'd be I useful off the bench and stuff, I think, or as an option. If
1: you, if you think about him no. or Shakiri, Gary, or like, who else? You I mean, you're, Jotter If is, you're comparing I'd Rodriguez
2: rather he come as being on, like a seventh choice for us, than you had to I'd, I'd rather he come on... Yeah, so the other night...
1: Uh, so who's your fifth choice? Would you tonight? rather
2: he came on or Oxlade-Chamberlain? Or him or Shakiri, or him or Keita. I know what it, who had that. Over had Keita, him. Defo, yeah. So I don't think Shakiri's done much wrong with
3: really Liverpool for me to spend no. over Shakiri. Yeah, but yeah, I but think but he's just
1: the best So How many games has Shakiri played? Oh, we're three. talking
3: first 11s as well, by the way.
1: He's took three, so you take less than no, three. So, so hang on. So there, who had
2: take. I'd probably take not to, necessarily No, I'll probably take to Corey. Okay. I went to Corey, yeah. I'd take to Corey. But would you argue, besides James, would you argue with any of the others? No. So there, who be take. Okay. But but the rules are who would we. So swap? now I want to say
0: to Judgy, who would you would you take to lose any of those four players? Who would you want in the ten, or are we t- or are we stronger? Oh enough?
1: no! If if we go through them in that in that order, so Godfrey, Godfrey. you take not, Van Dyke, yeah, but, yeah, but they're yeah, not going to accept it. Van Dyke. So, exactly, so would you take you Godfrey t- to go for Gomez? No, I wouldn't as an upgrade. No. But if it was a no, I wouldn't. No, no way. Team for Robertson. It's much of a muchness for me. It's it depends on what you like. The last season, Andy Robertson would where there was assists galore because
0: we're reliant on that left hand side providing assists. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm,
1: I've in our higher lower, I've got some of the stats coming out anyway, so I'm not going to say where we stand. But so if you if you not, got that Andy Robertson, that
0: favorable. I, we wouldn't miss a no. beat. But if it's the Andy Robertson who's who's not really.
1: You know, provide lots of assists this season and he's in the Everton but team that, But that's Ruby a front line lose.
2: that can't score goals this season
1: to co- No, is no, an interesting one and it might be one where we could kind of come for a, to a compromise if they were saying that Wijnaldum was the one in the team I almost think that they could they could. I, I think they could do with a player more like Tecorey than Wijnaldum But then could we? Yeah, so so we don't. Wayne Aldam is a more creative player and and gets the team on the front foot more than Decore does. But Decore covers more grants. So, so it save you put. I'm just thinking about from from there. Think about when they were at the best, it was on their they were strangling teams all over the pitch. They had we- they had um Decore and Fabinho. No one's getting an inch in that midfield. Now you, you know you just you you then hoping the Henderson can go and be a bit more. Expressive and maybe get a few more goals, which he's shown under Rodgers, he was capable of doing. So if you could get that out of Henderson, then you might be able to do something there. I would swap to Corey for one of the. I love to Corey, but I think it, I think Wine Alden would give us something we haven't got. Is he
2: the only one? I think in the midfield, like he, it. He, would, yeah, he would. No control.
1: Henderson or no Tiago or no
0: Fabinho. I just don't think they swap, swap him though, No, we wouldn't. I don't think
1: we need. So if we had Allen, I'm not saying Allen's better than Fabinho because I don't think he is. But I don't think we'd need to. I don't think that swap's going to work for either team. Whereas mm. I think Takori might work on some level.
2: I wouldn't take Takori. I like Takori. You know, as I think I've said I think he's your player of the season, but I wouldn't take him over Wynaldum. I just think you know that the intelligence and the versatility of Wijnaldum is important to us as well. And that you're going to lose some of them as well. Yeah, like I something. know. But that unit of Wynaldum, Henderson, and Fabinho for me, you know, was has been world class for a couple of, couple of seasons and. To Corey as good as he's been. If I, I get, don't say he's on a world class level yet.
3: If it was getting to that point, mad to say yet because he's 28, so we well, yeah. need to be there mean? soon. He hasn't, he hasn't really but shown it yet. At this at this point in time now, where, where we're looking at what Wayne situation, if he's leaving us and he he was happy to agree to go to i and take
2: to Corey, yeah, that's all right. So I wouldn't really argue with that. Yeah, but it,
1: it, I, I'm probably getting if I was an Evertonian listening to this, I'd be thinking, "You mad? Why are you swapping to, <laughs> to Corey for Wayne And I get that as well. But we've been calling out for a box-to-box midfielder who can pass, tackle, dictate, play, you know, technically good. He's all the things that Everton players, I suppose, wanted Sigurdsson to be, but is never going to be. Do you know what I mean? I think if you put him in midfield with Alan Sigurdsson, the midfield is probably weaker in a weird way because we haven't got that dynamism anymore. But I don't know, if you're talking about just a player, I think we'd be able to replace as a Corey more, quicker than we'd be able to get a Wijnaldum do you know what I mean mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm just going to stick with the left back really
2: but that is the only position that I'd swap I, I wouldn't win. take yeah. any of your players except on a straight swap where I was to let one of ours go I, with all due respect I think we're better in every position but the one that I think would least harm us didn't you? Yeah, if we took yeah. Feel I as don't as feel well. our level would drop at all. Or we'd lose is a little, is a little bit of that sort of what we've said. We we liked in Robertson a little bit of that eyelash, you know, yeah. like that bit of leadership and Scottishness. Just a little bit of you know <laughs> stuff Again, that though, you don't really get from it's European fair to players. Say,
1: though, is, you haven't got other players, as many players like him, have you in your team? To, no, to exactly. Yeah. For that. Yeah. But, Whereas we get him, and I'd be thinking, well, we've got got like Godfrey and and Allen to do that dirty work and all, all that and leave leave the foot in so. I'm not sure we'd want need need that as much. Um,
2: I Just don't think either team would really feel a dramatic change in the way they yeah. play or yeah. in terms of output. So I think the left back is the only one that you really get agreement on. If if I'm honest, because you wouldn't let any of yours go. And
1: out of your forwards, I'd, I'd take I'd take two of the three. I'd probably even though again I've said the ones Calvert Lewin upgrades, I wouldn't take Firmino. You know, at this stage, I just think what was he doing our team that mm-hmm. like like. I don't know. We just have another player who's doing bits but not doing anything like... He'd be losing aiming. 20 goals for what, five? Yeah, and, and look, you know, the Liverpool fans and, and rightly so will turn around what he's going to create and that the impact he's going to have in your style of play is going to be more significant. But yeah, I, I don't think I'd lose. I, I'd, I'd take the other two over with Charleston and Hammers. No no question. Um, there's no way we're going to do that swap. <laughs> no, and that's it. I, th- I think the left-back... In fairness, and we we kind of decided this before we come on here because it was it was we didn't want to take up half an hour of everyone's time. <laughs> uh, I think the left back's the only one that both te- both teams could could be happy with, fairly happy with. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. Hope that answers the question. We take Andy Robertson and the Reds would take Luka Dean and life would go on. Thanks for the questions and the comments on at Across the Park PC on Twitter and Instagram and the website Across the Park Podcast This week in history, Judgy, I will kick us off. May 7th, 2006 a Legend scored to the Gladys Street for the final time He paraded his family on the pitch And he was gone for a number of years The legend Duncan Ferguson Scored his last goal for Everton Football Club On the last game of the season, 5 Memories of that day, that lap of honour How was a 21-year-old Gary Judge feeling at the time?
1: Oh, twenty-one. 21, yeah, I was feeling a hell of a lot more energetic <laughs> than I am now. Because um, he was emo- the, he's the man we grew up on, he was the man we... Yeah, uh, emotional, just because, just uh, you know, it, he's just a player who, who just loved the clubs, didn't he? And, and, and there, was a, there was a mutual love, I suppose, from the, from the fans as well. Um, he was there when, when we needed him most. You know, he come up with some, some, some massive moments, massive goals, he, you know, it's highs and lows in it. It was like the reason there was so much emotion is that he, he was there for some really tough times and was there for some, some really good times. But then, you know, someone with less of a personality and less charisma would never have gone down as a legend, would they? No. And you look at his stats, they're very underwhelming. His stats, um, you know, it, it,
0: in it, if you're watching him live though, at the time, if I take myself back. He didn't score the goal in the final, but the run. Would you have won the FA Cup in nineteen ninety five? Would you have survived in nineteen ninety five? In 97, 98 without his goals? His 80-
1: impact on games, and that's the thing, isn't it, as leadership? We just spoke goals. about Andy Robertson then and and you know, we just spoke about Firmino as well in a bit of a sentence where Firmino's getting like five goals and whatever, but his impact on games, mm. whether it's even if it's not assists, just in terms of the way he, he, he affects the opposition, the way he affects his teammates in terms of getting yep. them up for games, that was what Ferguson meant to us. Every, every player who plays against them knew they were in for a game when they were up yeah. in his face and he took two players to mark him and yeah. he, they was they still weren't sure they were going to get anything when on the he ball. was up for it it, was it was he was to play unbelievable. Against. yeah remember the, the
0: even my new game in 05 a year before he, he retired yeah. and like real Ferdinand, he was probably at his peak. They got two couldn't men. Couldn't handle sent a thirty four year old Duncan Ferguson.
1: Yeah, they got two men sent off yeah. that because they just couldn't couldn't live with them. It's what he done for
0: us as well. Yeah, we, we had David Weir on the podcast, didn't we? An extra and, and we talked about how one of David Moyes first moves was to take the armbands off David Weir and give it to Duncan. And Moyes said to David Weir, one of the reasons is is what it does to the crowd. Mm. What they'll what how they'll react to Duncan Ferguson leading them out. And yeah. he's
1: right. Clever, yeah, really clever. And and, and and what it meant to Ferguson. Yeah,
0: give him and 10% that's more, it. yeah. And, and
1: that, that's what I think. I always think that about, about managers and about the choice of, of of captaincy. And I used to think that as a coach as well when, when I was working with players. And, and I always think, well, there's two ways of looking at your captain. One is selecting a captain that the other players are going to respect and all that. And he's going to be your second in command. He's going to be the manager on the pitch. The other one is selecting a captain Simply because you know you'll get another ten percent out of them, yeah. and potentially another ten percent out of the rest of the players because of that presence and, and 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 what it's bringing to the team. So, yeah, it was a clever move that, and and you know, I, I don't think anyone was ever question, Is it? You know, every every extra we've done, you know, that anyone who plays under Ferguson as a captain yeah. would say he was the best captain mm-hmm. because he he was he was a what he he was getting into the players, wasn't he? In the changing rooms, he was getting mm-hmm. into the players on the pitch. No one, no one, no one would answer back to him. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we had that respect. But yeah, going back to going back to your question, um, emotional. It was an emotional day, and it was, it was, it was kind of yeah. We, we,
0: we didn't know at the time, did we? I mean, he, he'd had a bad season. He, I think he hadn't scored. He hadn't really start in many games if, if even come on the end was near for him but it hadn't been confirmed I was reading up on this before it didn't get confirmed until the next day yeah, that he yeah. was being released and me and you have been through a night with Duncan Ferguson we and were and Paul Cronin friends of the show done a great night with him and Ferguson actually said he, he would have stayed on for another year if Everton needed him but he, he was at the end but it was mad going into that and sort of not having the official confirmation but yes yeah, seeing him walking around with the flags and his family crying you're like this is this is Do, over
1: but that was, that was kind of that, that was the bit that made it a bit more emotional it was like he, he was kind of not expect, not you know not ready for it mm. you know it's a bit like I suppose on a very on a very dramatic level it's a bit like um, if you know someone like knowing someone's dying and, they, and them kind of knowing they're dying but mm. no one actually talks yeah. about it and it's just like a bit of a weird moment you know this is the last it, time I'm going to see this yeah, this yeah yeah. but no one's actually ever mentioned it do yeah. you know what I mean and that happens a lot in families I guess doesn't it like where Things are going on and stuff, and no one ever ever actually speaks about it, mm. but everyone can feel it, mm. and and it all, it, you know, the, the, as I say, the lap of honor and all, and bringing his family, and that and that was it. Like you felt like you knew his family, didn't you? And you felt like yeah, you know, you you, you could understand you can you could understand what they were feeling at that time. Cause you I think
0: were, the, the rumors as well at the time, and, and there's still some rumors now that he didn't like football. He, he'd not bothered by football. He's not going to be a coach. He's not going to be a manager. So you, you think at the time, he's just going to go away. And he disappear. did. He went to Mallorca for years, didn't he? Mm. He's just going to disappear. And if I thought I'd see that man again, I could Park. Yeah,
1: and and, and, and you know, got to be honest as well. When he come back, he was a little bit...
0: He was part of the youth setup, wasn't he? At yeah. First. yeah. Did but
3: you know he was going to be running down the line, hugging ball boys? No,
0: yeah, right I mean, she's done. I'm not going to get into the <laughs> arguments of like, Gerard and all that because you're going to say Gerard's more of a legend, but you, when Gerard left Liverpool as a player, you knew eventually he's going to come back and what capacity. Whether it's going to be doing a raffle on the pitch, whether it's going to be a coach or a manager. Doing we thought, well, you know what I mean. Half time, we thought Duncan was going, didn't we? That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: that, I, yeah. That 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 was a, That was part of it as well. But look, yeah, it was a um, t- t- strange, strange day. Emotional, emotional day. One. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, ends of an year as well, wasn't it? And that's what everyone kind of felt it was the club was moving in that direction at the time as well, where we were trying to consciously trying to become, you know, join the elite, if you will, and mm. and, and leaving players like that behind who, you know, are thirty four or whatever, not just keeping mm. them on for the safer is kinda of was part, you know
0: And imagine life was easier for David Moyes post in um, Duncan Ferguson being in a dressing room because he then brought in a whole new team. Yeah. And yeah. Andy Johnson came in, you came in and it changed so yeah Motion looking back Gary your, your one's not too dissimilar a Liverpool legend part of the boot room was manager and then he was co-manager and then he was gone but the, the downfall sort of happened around York this yeah,
3: week we, we, we were looking back at a game at the New Pride Park our first game 1998 which we lost palo one chop scores we lost 1-0 um, and that was the, the final game where Roy Evans was solely in charge of the club after that we know, as we know Gerard Ullier took over and you know, it was basically looking back at that that time, and it was a bit of a it was a bit of a mad one to have two two co-managers joined to, uh,
2: at the, on the touchline and taking charge, and it was never going to work, was it? Yeah, I think you know it was a weird one with with Evans's reign, wasn't it? Because I don't think anyone at that particular moment when we were playing Derby thought it would be his last game as you know sole sole in charge. But there was a lot of there was a lot of talk at the time. You know, I, I was relatively young myself, but it, even I remember it. You know, in, in terms of like people thinking that he'd lost the dressing room a little bit, you know, the senior players in there, you know, like, uh, there was talk that John Barnes was, like, almost picking the team and stuff over a couple of years of of, of the end of, of, of Evans's reign and stuff, and and his time through the 90s, so, I think there was, you know, a lot of people were thinking he's a, you know, he's a, he's a sort of pillar of the Liverpool foo- of Liverpool Football Club, he's been there through, you know, all of the, the good times and stuff, the boot room, and, and everyone appreciated him, but at I think there was a, a, a look and a feel that he wasn't ruthless enough as a manager you know to really really do what needed to be done he like he was more pally with the players as opposed yeah. to leading them and I think you know we were a good side we had some boss players Jordan Evans' time we played some boss football you know, but we just could not get that last bit over the line against what was a, just a ruthless and united team in, in their 90s just a winning machine weren't they so I think people were looking at that and looking at Ferguson and you know the way he'd sort of being ruthless to some of his players, like Lee Sharp when he thought he was sorta, of, you know, encouraging gigs, you know, and, and being a bad influence on gigs. He bombed him. Lee Sharp was one of his big players. He's had fallouts with some other big players, you know, when and read the Riot act to them. And I think I think there was just a, a feeling that Liverpool was a little bit too much the players were in control, not the manager in control, you know, the whole Spice Boys thing and all that. So there was a lot of a lot of people at that by that point were starting to think Evans was was maybe, you know, it was time to, to make a change. But I don't think anyone saw it coming that, you know, we'd try and pair him up with probably the first and only time in professional football that there has been two (laughs) managers at a top club. Do you think looking back now, Evans was of, of, if he could go back and do it again, he'd have just left there and then. Yeah, I think so. Uh, You know, I I think it was, and it wasn't, it, it didn't feel right, you know, in the way, you know, the way Liverpool in the past, you know, conducted themselves and stuff. It that wasn't really what you'd expect the way to treat someone. It was almost like they were scared to fire him. Yeah, he just to push trying not to let him go. But that makes it worse. I, I, I mean? didn't
3: find that they were trying to push him out. I thought they were just trying to add just to keep him in some capacity.
2: Yeah, but that's that's bad in its own way because yeah. you're just basically you starting to undermine him, you yeah. know, and, and stuff. So you might you'd been better just grasping the you know the the the, the sort of the bull by the horns and telling him, you know, that we're going to make a change. As it happened, you know, we can't, in the history of Liverpool Football Club, look back and say that it wasn't the right thing to do to bring Julier in. You know, he, he professionalised the club, he kicked us on, he made he got us winning trophies again, which, you know, we hadn't, we'd lost that sort of, you know, that that. Custody, know-how. Yeah, the know-how, and, and, and you know, he certainly sort of had a massive impact on, on, on Liverpool Football Club, Gerard Julier, so it was definitely the right decision to bring him in. I think it was just handled wrong with the whole joint manager thing, and, as you say, this day in history was 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 Evans's last sole game in charge, and you know it was a miserable. We got beat by by Derby to a, a Paolo one shot goal, but no one at that moment, as as I say, would have known that that would have been his last game in, solely in charge. But as it happens, it was, and you know it was an interesting part of, of of the club's history. But certainly, you know, one that was a bit weird. It's
3: great being able to look back and see, speak about like a, a weird dire. Bizarre time at the club But then still get in That we won loads of trophies On Uli. Yeah. Love that <laughs> yeah. Typical
0: this weekend History with the Reds I always have to end On some sort of positive But Look guys If, if, you want some I- if you've got some ideas For this weekend history Especially throughout the pre-season Because we still will be recording Any transfers Or pre-season games Get in touch At Across the Park PC On Twitter and Instagram Judgy, Quick round of Higher or lower
1: yeah, we're getting to the towards the end of the season, and, and obviously um, the point where we've we've had quite a few um, higher all our episodes now, and, and a lot of it have been looking quite deep into the Premier League history book. So thought I'd bring us up to date a little bit this this week and, and look at some stats, very relative because we've obviously been comparing each other's strongest 11s and and who we might change or, or might not change, and and, and this might um, give some of the listeners, I suppose, a bit more food for thought. We're just going to go start with general stats for for both teams first, so things like shots and everything so just this season just this season just based on Premier League games this season so again just for clarity for the listeners higher or lower I'm going to give the lads a number they've got to decide whether the actual number is higher or lower than that and as the uh, myself being a blue it's one blue against two reds this week if the question is a Liverpool related one it'll be Milsey that goes first if it's an Everton related one it'll be the reds that go first okay so I'm going to start with um Shots shots on goal. So what What I will give you is I'll give you the number of goals That the team have scored this season I'm not going to ask you how many goals they've scored Because you, you may be aware of that Just by looking at the league table So I'm going to start with an Everton one So it'll be Gary and Terry that go first So Everton have scored 46 goals this season In the Premier League But how many shots has it taken Everton To score those 46 goals And I'm going to give you 320 Higher or hour 320 shots 47 goals 46 goals 46 goals and we've had 34 games yeah. we played 34 games yeah lower
3: yeah yeah my instinct was lower
1: Nolsey I don't
0: know I'm trying to work it out I can't even make the percentage out to me I it's obviously, obviously gone to be close there. isn't it shots, yeah. on,
1: shots on goal so it's shots just shots
0: higher
1: higher The answer is higher, 347 shots. Come on, you blues. Okay, so we're going to go the opposite way now. Liverpool, so it'll be Millsy first this time. It's 1-0 to Everton at the moment. So, Liverpool have scored 57 goals this season. But how many shots has it taken Liverpool to score those 57 goals? This time, I'm going to give you 500 shots, higher or lower? Higher. Higher than 500.
3: I actually think lower, you know, I've just, I'm mild to tell you over the table higher, but now I'm, I'm thinking about it, We there was that mad stack come out that we barely had any shots on goal, didn't No,
2: there was, we, we've had loads of shots, but just scored. couldn't score, <laughs> but 500 seems a lot though.
1: 57 goals, 35 games, 500 shots.
3: Just go lower to try
2: and get the points back. <laughs> like 15 shots a game, isn't it, there or thereabouts, roughly?
3: I, again it's going to be close isn't it? it's going to be within 10 either way so what do you want to go lower yeah go on we go
1: lower yeah 2-0 to Everton 526 oh. shots it was quite a bit over it to be fair well yeah. 5% What's score Judgy? it's 2-0 just long.
3: like the
0: real Derby Reds <laughs> swallow that
1: okay there's still 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 quite a few to go here Um, gonna go stay on a similar theme I'm gonna look at the contrib- contributors of those shots so um. Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored 16 goals for Everton this season, so this is going to be a, a Liverpool one first. So Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored 16 goals this season, but how many shots has it taken, Dominic, to get those 16 goals? And I'm going to give you 60 shots, higher or lower? <laughs> 60 shots? It's got
3: got games does have
2: a lot of shots and doesn't score, unless, unless he just falls to him and he just it's an interesting. instinct. you know, I like sound like
3: calvert <laughs> I've been stung a few times this season on calvert Loon getting friggin' Sky better. have offered evens for a shot on target and he hasn't even had shots in games. I'm, I'm going to say lower. Um, what was the number?
1: 60. Uh, I don't, it'll be close, but... So it's less than, less than two shots a game, isn't it? He hasn't played all of them either i off, I think. Lower. Games then. Okay. okay, Lower. Lower, Millsy, 60 shots.
0: Higher or lower. A lot of his goals at the start of the season were just one time. Yellow Vichesk, mm. they were going in, so... And then his barren run, he, he's missed one. I can't imagine it. I can't remember him missing more than one. Bad chance. I'm going to go lower.
1: You're both wrong. It's 72 shots Ooh. he's had, so it's 12 more than don't want to give you. 22 percent conversion of shots to goals. Okay, Mo Salah across the park, Milsey. 20 Premier League goals for Mo Salah this season. Slightly more modest return than, than recent years, but certainly not to be sniffed at. And I'm going to give you 90 shots for Mo Salah. Probably a player, it's fair to say, who, who tries more shots than calvert Learn does. 90 shots higher all hour, so it was 20 goals.
0: She we on what, around th- just over three Shots a game is that or just under? I mean, Matt, Matt's a terrible. Just under. <laughs> I know he's had a bad time, but it, is he always at the end of like he's the one player who hasn't had a bad time? <laughs> well,
1: salah has been decent this season, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday, he's had a bad time, didn't he? he looks set the goal on, up, on didn't he? On sat- those yeah, shots he yeah. looked yeah. frustrated when he was when missing. Um, I'll go lower,
1: Gary, Terry. <laughs>
3: 90
0: shots. He, do, he does have he some has shots. a lot
2: like. of shots and he misses a lot but yeah. he just
1: keeps going and ends up getting a goal. I'm going to say aye, you know. Yeah, I'll go aye. Correct. 108 shots. Yeah, A conversion of 18.5%. Lower than calvert Learns, but I think it's fair to say he tries more shots from outside the area. He probably takes free kicks as well every you now and again as I mentioned. I not many. Not sure. Okay. Um, g- going to go on a Uh, slightly different stat this time but still related to shots Um, how many times Milsey have Liverpool hit the woodwork this season and I'm going to give you 12 times higher or lower it's going to be around that but I can't remember them
0: I think did they one of the derby I think even Pickford saved that one I'm thinking of the Henderson one Um, it's impossible for an Evertonian to answer this they've hit the woodwork more than 12 times higher
3: okay I can't really remember is it? I'd the, say lower the, you know? yeah I'd go lower yeah, I, I don't, don't think I, don't I can't that. really remember many
1: lower okay it is lower it's ten oh, times two two, two times. mills
3: that's a
0: back isn't it
1: sorry okay. blues um, Everton then Gary Terry so considering Liverpool have hit the woodwork ten times this season Everton have they hit the woodwork more or less or higher or lower than eight times I reckon it might be the same. I reckon it might be
3: 10.
2: I yeah, higher. I'll
0: go the higher, higher. Just <sighs> the last question.
1: What? No, no. I'm, I'm terrified of
0: gonna... being Gary Mack <laughs> <laughs> What score is it now? Oh, 3 2 2.
1: I've got two more to, to give you. Too yourself. elegant
0: before, weren't I? Um, t- did you say 10? Eight. eight. I said 8 i usually think in 10. Um, <laughs> again, I'm trying to think how many times have we hit the woodwork? Where is it yesterday?
1: Higher. Well done, Gary. It's it's exactly the same. It's ten. Okay, so um slightly slightly different now. No, we've got two more left. Okay, make these I'll make the i make these quick. So we're gonna start with the I'll start with you, Millsy, because y- you seem to like this this um this this line of thinking when you're thinking of Liverpool. Errors leading to goals this season, okay? Um Alisson okay how many errors has Alisson made leading to goals this season I'm going to give you two higher or lower (laughs) there
0: was two alone in the Man City game wasn't there was there or was someone else
1: Directly after? So it's like The person's mistake Oh so you give the ball away Then that That's the it, attack happens it's, it's not like you know, Someone's give the ball away In the final third Was the last one Him uh,
0: or Kebach What did that go down I think they've as? actually
1: Got a committee That decides Whether this is an error That leads directly to a goal
0: See that, see, that makes you think differently because directly as he's got the last touch or something, not really, yeah, he's put them in the, under the cosh.
2: Millsy, you watch Alisson all the time for mistakes. You should know this, like the back of your hands. Yeah, but I'm, you do his, when I you watch, mis- watch him
0: I see his mistakes as like he's put you If you, you don't go higher, you're a farce. <laughs> On that basis, lower.
3: <laughs> lower? <laughs> lower. Gary, Terry. My initial thought was lower. I thought it was going to be one. I know we... I know... That my. my
1: Millsy said, "There's two in the." I only the brought Grand this city up game. because because Millsy, to be honest, the city game, it's interesting.
2: It, 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 again, it depends on the definition of what you know. Is he directly responsible? The Leicester game. There Tell was, you what, there then, was one in the Leicester game definitely. I so I
1: can't do that now what is he?
2: I think it's higher. Go on, I'll go higher with him as well. I, I
1: did. My initial thought was lower It was going to be one, but I'll go I higher. Think, with I think Teddy. it might be three. Errors leading to goals this season by Al- Allison three.
2: Oh, I'm yeah.
0: being Gary Macked.
2: There we go. And that's because you went the wrong way on something that you bang on about every no, week. I was, I was thinking, like the last. <laughs> Judge, set it up for you and Hello? you still got it he wrong. Must,
0: he must be a fault for the Leicester one then. It mustn't be Kabak, it must have been him. There was the two course.
2: in the Leicester game, I think. There was the one where he collided with Quebec, and then what was the other one where it just, wasn't the one where he'd done that little weird clearance and he just screwed it to. Um, was it Ian Atchell? I can't remember now. But the
1: Quebec one probably wouldn't have gone down as his fault. No, that was just a collision, weren't it? Okay, last one last one is assists this might be a little bit easier for both as really maybe should have asked this earlier but um the, the most assists for everton this season are from Luca Dean but has he got higher or lower than eight assists I feel like this season when listening to these talk
3: about him he's had a bit of a drop-off mm. um even though he's done he's still the most assisted player type thing. Um eight. And what did he say they scored before?
2: Forty six or something?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Has he has he assisted that that many? That's quite a lot. But
3: How many headers eight. has Calvert Lewin scored? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably about ninety percent of his goals were headers.
0: Yeah. Uh, even if I know the answer, I've got to go the opposite. I've yeah. got to send the keeper up. Next yeah. question.
2: Um Eight assists, lower. I
3: don't reckon he's got that much of a high percentage of of their assists. Yeah, it's quite a few, isn't
2: it? I'm There's
3: gonna be though. a couple of free kicks, couple of penalties, penalties, assists. <laughs> no, no, I'm <laughs> saying goals. Okay, so actual goals and open play. All oh, right, mean. okay, fair enough. Eight. Yeah. Just take our corners, like and free kicks. Santa sends us the other way. I'm going lower. Where's <laughs> 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 you called it? I'll, I'll go. I'll just, I'll, just,
0: I'll, just, I'll just ride with you. Go on, Mills. All sun's going up. I've got to go
1: higher. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Firmino, Firmino for Liverpool. Millsy.
0: way. He's got by the more
1: way. assists than anyone for Liverpool this season. But is it higher or lower than seven? Lower. Firmino's got
2: the most, assists for, most assists for Liverpool this wow. season.
3: Although that mad stat come out, didn't it? That, sal- that was the first time Salah have ever sister, one another.
2: What, how many did you say? Seven? Seven. Higher or lower than seven. And we scored like 56 goals or something. Higher. Doesn't matter, we've won anyway.
1: Seven,
2: three, six, Four two. Mm. <laughs> Saying higher. Lower. Higher, lower. Uh, if it is higher, it'll be like eight or something. It's, not it's gonna only going to be, gonna be one either side with it being seven. Higher. Yeah. It's lower at six.
1: Yeah, for me. But behind that, I think it was Trent's got five and Robertson's only got three. Okay, unlucky, Millsy. But unfortunately, that, that one. To, as, as Millsy said, play, play you'll never walk alone in your car now. Just make sure that I can't hear it.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Blues. Reds enjoy the only derby win this Proper season. Everton,
1: That the way you got right. a cocky at oh,
0: 2-0. came back in your face. Gary, you have previewed the Man U game before. Didn't happen, but things have changed now. United are still mathematically in. The race does that make this a more difficult game than it would have been a week ago?
3: No, I, I think I don't think they're ever going to take a game against Liverpool lightly, as as we wouldn't either. So I think whether they were seconds guaranteed or whether they were still in the race, they, they'd still put the strongest team out. They still want to beat Liverpool. They're going to want to want to gonna want to get a number over a Liverpool, isn't he again? So um, I'm I'm just expecting that probably you'll probably see the same teams if everyone's fit. The teams that came out, you'll probably see the same teams again because that's how they want to play against each other. Um,
0: what were the teams, I can't even remember. Was it the same team as you played,
3: just no. Southampton? No, we Different. had Milner, we had Milner okay. playing, but I don't think he was fit. I think he picked up a an knock, in- an so whether he's, he's back fit again. Um, was
0: it Jotter or Firmino? I
2: can't remember. I can you I can't remember. So I'm just having a look now, yeah. Can you remember I mean, will the game
0: done?
3: even go ahead? Because
0: I was listening to TalkSport um, over the weekend and they said United are going to put full... Manchester Police and United full police and full stewards as if it's a full crowd to try and if there is a gathering again to try and you know divert it away well if, if that's the case then though, go it,
1: ahead, the, Joel it. Glazers oh, now apologised doesn't he like
0: that won't matter they, they, well, they're at the end of the of them, aren't they, with,
1: they are yeah but, but I think they've got his attention now and I think it's a case of well, any more action on their behalf is, is going to start to become detrimental to the club isn't it mm-hmm. as in like the team I think, I, I don't know. I'm There's no more sure.
0: room in a, in a calendar to play this game yeah. again, is there? So, if this goes, ahead, if this does get abandoned, they'll just give you the points.
1: Despite that. what you said before, Gary, they're playing Leicester on Tuesday as well. No, I know that. It's crazy that they're on a fixture. Yeah, day,
3: I know that. Um, but I still just think that if, if they're going to prioritise either of them games, it's going to be the Liverpool game, isn't it? They're not going to not going to play. A, if, if they're going to choose a game to play a weekend side, uh, like a so called weekend side, it's going to be the Leicester game. It's not going to mm. be a Liverpool game because they're not going to want to give us an opportunity, which you probably hate you
1: just as much. Yeah, exactly. Leicester That's the thing. <laughs> the, these
3: these two games for us that Man United have got are important because mm. we could do with them beating Leicester, and then obviously we we, could, we need teams. we need to win every game we've got coming up now to to even stand a chance of getting in that top four. So yeah, it's a, it's a big week again. You know, the, every week at the moment a big week for Liverpool. But you know, certainly with the fixtures that are, that are happening this week, as we've said, there Leicester, Man United, Liverpool, Man United. Um, it's a, it's it's certainly a must win regardless of the result that they they have with Leicester. As a must win, as is every other game.
2: Yeah. So just looking at the line-up so it was Phillips and Quebec with the centre backs. Everything else, um, it was Fabinho, Milner, Thiago midfield, and then Amani Salah, Firmino front three. Jota wasn't even on the bench. So whether he had an no, advantage. he was
3: he was the sky on that on that app that you're know, they, on. They got it wrong because when I seen the official one, Jota oh, was, was on the bench. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, because actually I think it was your Peter who came back <laughs> with another message there. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, as Gary said, I don't think any, any Man U team will take a game against Liverpool, lightly, and regardless of what's happening. And, you know, it's a massive, massive game for us. And, you know, I know they've got other tough games, Man U, either side, but I think I think our one is the one that they'll probably put the, the strongest side out for. Um, you know, the thing is, I think if we put our stronger side that we can put together. I'd be worried if Reese Williams is involved in that, but I don't know what the situation is with injuries and stuff to, you know, Kabaka or or any of those Would he play Reese Williams?
3: don't know whether he would Fabinho back Put in. Fabinho
2: back into, into Playing Rhys Williams and Cavani's pl- oh, playing on him. It's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just spell and Yeah, And that's it. So, you know, it's it, it's a tough one to, to know what, what we'll do, really. But I think if, if obviously if Cabach's fit, then, you know, Phillips and Cabach, I think you'd have to go with, wouldn't you? And, and keep Fabinho in the middle. Um, I think so. And yeah. I think if we did that, you know, it, I think we'd be more than him with a chance of, of, of taking all three points. I know United have been better this season, I still don't look at them and think they're a great side. You know, it, it, they sort of get the job done, but they're not a good a good side to me. Um, and obviously, if we if if we ever find a gear, you know, then <laughs> it's got to be this game. Yeah. Because we need we need to win this game. You know, we, we need to win every to. game. We've no. got to win
3: every game, yeah. But no, we're looking ahead at, looking at even to the West Brom game, uh, even after the United game. That, that's a must-win. But then the West Brom game becomes an even more must-win again. And then the following game after that becomes an even more must-win.
0: That's a write-off, that West Brom. He's got nothing to defend. Like, he came to Anfield, Allardyce, didn't he, and got a result because he thought this one point could make the difference in make. He's got nothing now. That's a free of fuse. There's no way you're you, not getting a you'd result You'd like there. to
3: think so, but, you know... That sometimes teams who are just relegated can be more dangerous because the they've got, off, got yeah. no pressure. They just oh, play football think. then. Oh. Yeah, and we may, need, maybe so. We with, need a, with the point being and, and we haven't
2: we haven't we haven't looked good this season when we've needed all to the pressure. Sort of. All the
3: pressure in that game is on Liverpool. There's yeah. absolutely no pressure on West Brom. They can get beat eight nil in that game, and it doesn't matter. Nil nil doesn't matter. They've got nothing to sort of defend or nothing. They're just going to go. Listen,
0: we're all out of contract or half of us are out of contract anyway. In June,
2: yeah, but it's one of them mills It matters to us, so we go gun cold, and desperate for the goal and push a little bit too far and push our luck, and they get a set piece.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't mean that. I, I. just mean like, you will just win that game by just turning up. Well, I.
2: I, I don't know. I. Don't, I. I I don't agree, but you know I hope you're right. I, th- I hope we do. You know what I mean? And there's on but this one is, is vitally important. So if we win this, what do we go three points behind Leicester? We're on the same games. I've got the league table here. So and then they've still got to play. Currently, you on Chelsea fifty-seven. And Spurs, yeah, you're on fifty-seven
0: no. points with a game in hand on Leicester in sixty-three. So we'll have two games
3: on Leicester. Leicester play, after they play United. Yeah. Okay, so they play United Tuesday. So then we play United Thursday. If we win that game and then beat West Brom, we're on the same point. Uh, same games. And same points, it'll be, won't it?
0: West Ham are still on the mixed up, but they have played the game more than use. They're mm-hmm. on fifty-eight points, which is one ahead of use at the minute.
2: Unless and, and they've got Man U, Chelsea, and Spurs, haven't Their their next three games. So, yeah, it's a, You know, it's it's super tight, and it's vitally important that we take all three. I points. think That's I think if we win our last four
3: games, we'll get top four. Mm. I do. I, I, th- I think, it, but it's all about doing it because it's the way we've been this year. There's yeah, no guarantee.
1: United.
3: United West Brom, Burnley and okay, I can't, be can't remember the last uh, game
1: uh, the last palace, palace, at home. palace dead yeah. rubbers well three if seasons, certainly if, if,
3: Fulham, if Fulham get a result against Burnley tonight then that's it the, the, the three confirmed relegators are done do you mean if they don't get a result sorry if they don't yeah. get a result
0: and the Palace game on Sunday 23rd of May 10,000 fans in the ground as well yeah t- which is going to make a difference isn't it
2: yeah so yeah massive game prediction
3: both I know it's half of the West Brom game, but so just, just United
2: two one Liverpool.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go two 0 Think that's what I said last time. I'll stick with it. Two 0 Liverpool, West Brom. three yeah. 0 Liverpool. I'm gonna hope Millsy's right, and we just have to turn up. I wanna go four 0
0: I can, I can honestly see. I'm not even going as all jinx or jinxing it. I can see he's absolutely battering them on Sunday. Joe, you moving on to? Thursday night Aston Villa away, which is strange, really, considering we've just played them. It's so strange to, to play someone again so soon, and then we've got Sheffield United at home on Sunday. Dominic calvert Loom was asked on Sky yesterday, are, "Are you are you confident now going mm. into it?" And he even said, "Look, we've, we we so as a group he said, he of being here, and I, I I can't say we are. We've just got to try." Mm. That to me says that that group of hate just as much as as yeah, we are Yeah, he by
1: says I'm sick of I'm sick of saying the yeah. word momentum. because yeah. this doesn't seem to be such a thing in our season. We you know we'll win and then we'll you know we won't we won't take that momentum into the next game like we expect us to. So
0: well, Villa's result yesterday. So Villa got beat by United at home. That ended them. They're mm. they're on 48 points now on 11th. If they'd have won, they would have been four points off us. And you can imagine the victory against us then keeps yeah. them alive. They're dead. So I'm hoping that flip flops are on. For them, mm. you know, they're in no danger at all. They've had a great season. Dean Smith has a great season. As yeah, and you've also
1: got a few players there, I think, for Villa who will have to be thinking now, Ugh, the last thing I need is to be getting injured here. Yeah, European no, Championship you, you know, you, you've got, You've got Watkins, the forward. You've got, um, what's his name at the back, the centre-back, Mings, you will have to think he, he, he's in with a shot. Um Is Grealish back, yeah, no, no. No, he's, he's he hasn't a bit of a setback, didn't he? I don't think he'll play. Because if he was, he wouldn't have been putting his foot into No, exactly. Yeah, he's he's yeah, the last person you'd expect to be kind of really really going for it. Um you've got Barclay who's been told he's n- he hasn't got a contract next season yeah they definitely going to beat us, aren't they? <laughs> um, I'm more worried about the I, Sheffield United game. Yeah, I, th- I, think I'm, um, I think what's a real positive for us following yesterday is that to Corey, we didn't have to use the Corey. I mean, mm. I was saying at one point, get him on. because mm. I think we, we need it to show this up. But the fact we haven't used him means he's he, he's going to be in a better condition, isn't he, for, the th- for Thursday's game with yeah. benefit a benefit few, of a few days rest. You'd imagine, you'd hope that Hamaz uh, will be available. Although... I think we need them more for Sunday than we do for Thursday. I'm not sure. Mm. I think against Villa um, and and that Villa team. We missed them in the home game, though. We missed them. And then we beat Sheffield United. Yeah, you're right. Him. You're right. So but I don't know. I just, I'm just thinking of the whole home away dynamic. I think we missed them more because we were at home. Mm. I think I think with Villa having less to play with, they're more likely to just go for it. And I think, you know, they're going on mm. to lose here. Let's just go and... Try and uh, put on a bit of a show for the fans who are watching at home, and um, play with a bit more freedom because we've actually got nothing to play for. Um, would you so, keep
0: would you keep the similar system? Coleman right midfield, and it reverts to a back five when needed because it's another away game. Or
1: does Hammers and it come back and means you've got to rip one, that you know? up? Yeah, I, I th- I'd be tempted to do so because they're going to play almost the same system as West Ham. They play four two three one. Um, that's all he played all season, and that's exactly what West Ham played yesterday. They are the home team. They're definitely a possession team. Aston Villa, they like to get on the ball. I- I'd be tempted to play exactly the same system. Yeah, uh, and with that said, that's that's the reason why I'm saying I'm not sure that it is a game for for Hamers. I think I'd sooner see him against Sheffield United and revert to a different system against them, mm-hmm. where we need to be, need to have more players playing in the final third and and, and maybe looking to dominate possession a bit more. Um, so Holgate's got to come in then because Mina went off
0: injured didn't he which is a shame because he looked good yesterday yeah but I,
1: I, yeah I suppose the good, the positive about that is that you know I don't know you know, I think Keane might come in Keane played yesterday oh like Keane that, yeah. sorry I, I was, yeah um, so, so we got four centre-halves and yeah, the three of them are going to play right. one's yeah, injured yeah like I, th- I think I think Holgate will play and, and you know he, he made a big mistake against Villa he was you know arguably uh-huh. a fault for the defeat at least for us losing one point so you'd like to think that he's learned his lesson there, um, and and that's it. We always said about Holgate when when he's kind of under pressure a little bit, and he's you know he's on the back of a, a few poor games or a couple of mistakes. You tend to get the best out of him. It's when he gets complacent. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a. I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about Holgate coming in, um, but you know, mean it is. Mean it is a bit of a miss. It's a quarter for Davis. Yeah, I think I think it's as simple as that. Uh, I know the listener said before. You know, Davis had a decent game. I think he did, but I think. You know, it's 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 a toss up, I guess, between Sigurdsson and Davis. And I just think, like I like have said a few times, and I, I, I cons- consistently say, Sigurdsson gives us something. You know, he he can come up with a set piece, he, he can come up with a goal. Um, I think he's got eight this season in the league, so and nine assists. Oh that can't have that many, can he? Because he would an eight and six eight and six. yeah, in the league. So he, he's more likely to, to contribute to something that, than Davis will. So yeah, I think it'll be a straight swap to Corey for for um. Davison and, and that's it really for me and then change the system in your opinion for Sunday 1433 yeah I, I, think it, I, think length, well be, I think it will be Sigurdsson for Hammers yeah it might sound like I'm contradicting myself to say that Sigurdsson will get something but Hammers is more likely to create something from open play and Sigurdsson mm. will um, so I think that might be the swap on Sunday depends on obviously how the, the other players come through he may even he may even give Takori another rest on Sunday. You know, he, he has been out for. He's he's come back remarkably quickly, so it may be a case that two games in three days is a, a little bit too much. And we for play us. again Wednesday. Exactly, so he, he may come back out. I think that might be the more likely change that he comes out and we play Sigurdsson and James, mm. um and have you know, Allen sitting. But but then obviously because we've still got Coleman in the team, there's still a degree of of balance in there from a defensive mm. point of view so that that that's the way I would see it assuming there's no more injuries
0: predictions starting with Aston Villa away on
1: Thursday oh um i, I do <laughs> i do think they'll get on the score I think the way they play against good doesn't suggest that they, they've got a, they've got a, enough tools to to get one um i think it might be the same score as they they would be beat, beaten by united i think i'm going to go 3-1 okay
0: I'll go, I'll go a different train of thought. I'll, I think if we stifle them and we're boring and he can't break us down, I think we can win
1: 1-0. So, Sunday, Sheffield tonight at the home. Oh, where'd you start? Um, I, th- I think we can keep a clean cheese against them. 2-0. Um,
0: I'll go 2-0 with you. I'll leave yeah. you on that one. Next Monday's podcast is huge. If we... If both teams win all games, the season is alive and kicking going into the last week of the season. Big podcast this, next Monday. Before that, judge you, we are releasing Across the Park Extra with Derek Mountfield. Everton legends. Me and you done that last week. Absolutely brilliant. What can our listeners expect from an Extra with Derek Mountfield?
1: Do you know what? Loads of charisma. Um, I've never never met Derek before and, and um, never been in his company. You never know what to expect you, and, and, you know, it's it's no exaggeration to call him a legend. He was in Everton's best team ever, mm. part of Everton's best team ever, and a proper Evertonian. I, I don't think I realised how much of an Evertonian he was mm. until I spoke to him. Um, you can obviously expect plenty of stories from from those you know title winning seasons and the European Cup winners' Cup. You, you can expect you know loads of passion and enthusiasm towards the club, the way it was then, the way it is now, um, a proper fans podcast because he, he comes across as, as a proper evertonian like I say and he talks about how envious he was of evertonians being able to Crazy. be in the crowds and, and enjoy it because he couldn't really enjoy the games as a player yeah. or he enjoys it in a different way so that was a mad thing for me to get me head around but then you know I guess as a proper fan the way he is that that's 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 the way you seen it mm. Um we always try and approach these podcasts though because we know these players
0: do other interviews and we always try and get more out of them I mean, we tailor her up. There's more than one exclusive in there, isn't there? There's some funny stories, Chinese nights out with the team, Andy yeah. King stories, what Andy King yeah. was like, who I don't think he's been asked about before and he was quite emotional at, at leaving Everton as well, wasn't he? He was open about that.
1: Yeah, very much so. The, the relationship with Howard Kendall is a big thread throughout it. You know, yeah. if, you, if, if you'd never kind of knowing about the relationship or the relationship of between him and several players that, that there's some, I suppose exclusives in there as well. And that that's definitely, it's a difficult one for players to speak about that, you know, with, especially with Howard passing, a lot of players will avoid the kind of, you know, without wanting to, resp- you know, di- perceive, be perceived to disrespect them yeah. or whatever. He didn't, didn't avoid that. He was very honest about his relationship, good and bad with Howard and, and how it was left when he left the club. Um, and, and how it continued, you know, yeah. w- when he went to sportsman dinners, etc. So that's, that's a really interesting thing to hear, um, but yeah, like you say, some ra- really, really good stories, nostalgic stories, and mm. yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed doing it, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed, enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed spending, you know, a few hours of, of time with him, he was yeah. a really, really nice fella, and, you no, know, can't can't be thankful enough. So.
0: Well, that that'll be out on Thursday evening. And Blues, just to give you a little teaser, he ended the show with a speech, and Judgy replied saying, "Play that in the dressing room before our next game." It was that good. So Blues, I hope you enjoyed that. Reds, we are always looking for more extras for you as well. In the meantime, go to Across the Park Across the Park podcast. at the top atp extra there's 50 extras both blue and reds, to to get, get your teeth into over the weekend until then enjoy the weekend enjoy the football we are back next monday on the only place you can hear banter and debate from both sides of stanley park enjoy the weekend see you then